Thank you, Taylor. God bless you. Good uh, morning. We're still in the morning. And Merry Christmas again. Are you enjoying this season? Amen. I hope you are. And I hope you'll enjoy this morning together for the next half an hour. And then we can go back home and continue doing what we're doing. Let's uh, open our Bibles this uh, morning to Isaiah. I want to read a verse from Isaiah, chapter 9, and then from John. Dean mentioned uh, that we have enjoyed singing all these uh, Christian hymns, Christian hymns about Christmas. Yes, thank God. And um, we did not hear jingle bells in the church, okay? And I'm thankful for that because they, ha they have it enough on the TV and radio and everything. And I'm thankful that we did not sing, uh, what's the, that fat guy, you know? <laughs> what, what's his name? Santa, Santa Claus is coming to town, okay? Jesus is coming to town. Not Santa Claus, Jesus. Oh. So thank God we don't sing these hymns, but we sing, come, all come, all ye faithful, joy to the world and all. The others are popular too, and the kids like them, and uh, I have them, but these are not church hymnals. These are not, these are just the world. Chapter 9, Isaiah, verse 6. For a child will be born... To us, that's Isaiah prophesying. And a son will be given to us, and the government will rest on his shoulders. And his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. I like verse 7, and it says, there will be no end to the increase of his government or of peace. No end, eternal God, amen, no end. This is the baby that the world is celebrating today. Would you please turn to me to John chapter one, John chapter one. Verse one, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God. And the Word was God. Verse 14, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, glory as of the only begotten Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. Verse 16, For of his fullness... We have all received, and grace upon grace. May God bless his word. When I was reading these verses from Isaiah last week, I stopped at the, at the word wonderful. Wonderful. I don't know how, how much you like the word wonderful. I like it myself. Wonderful. And this is a title given 
to Jesus Christ. He is wonderful. Don't we sing? He is wonderful. And we always sing, what a wonderful Savior is Jesus my Savior. What a wonderful Savior is Jesus my Lord. He is wonderful. Today, I want to talk about the baby that was born. And the name, his name, is wonderful. First of all, Jesus, as we all know, was born in the meanest of circumstances. But the air above Bethlehem, above those, above those plains, that night were filled with hallelujahs. Angels were singing. Heavenly choir was announcing that a Savior was born to the world. His lodging was a stable. We talked about that last week. And his visitors were shepherds who came to worship him. Someone said, I quote, his birth was contrary to the laws of life. And his death was contrary to the laws of death. That's the baby that was born. This is the wonderful Savior. Heaven called him a Savior. Earth is only hope. Who is the way, the truth, and the life, as we read? He was called by the prophet many names, many names, amongst them the name Wonderful. And it's followed by Wonderful Counselor. I want to stop at Wonderful. I love the word Wonderful. Do you like the word Wonderful? Yes. Yeah. When we look up at the beautiful day, sunshine, and so on, we say, what a wonderful day. You know? In the Old Testament, in the Old Testament, the Lord visited one of the men of the Old Testament. His name was Manoah, who is the father of Samson. If you didn't read the story, he's the father. And he was told that his barren wife was to conceive and have a son. In his astonishment, he asked the visitor, who was God in the form of an angel, what is your name so that when your words come to pass, we may honor you, my wife and I may honor you. But the angel of the Lord said to him, don't ask about my name. It is wonderful. Your Jesus is wonderful, is he? He is a wonderful Savior. He is a wonderful baby. And today, and today I want to talk about why is he wonderful? There are so many things that he's done, he will do, and still doing this wonderful Savior that came to, to visit us. But I want to uh, just limit it to a couple of words. He is wonderful in his grace. I want to talk a little bit about grace. An old proverb describes our Savior as a wonder of wonders, and every wonder is true. I think this is a Scottish proverb. The Lord has done great and wonder, wonderful things for us all. Today, sit with me, come with me, let's think what God in his grace, 
has done to each one of us. That's what makes it meaningful, what makes Christmas so meaningful to us. The word, it says, became flesh. Isn't that wonderful? And dwelled amongst us. He lowered himself, grace. He lowered himself to meet the deepest, deepest needs of the hearts and lives of all people. Apply this to you. Well, I'm giving you a few things here. In Nehemiah chapter 9 and verse 31, the writer says, For thou art a gracious and compassionate God. They were thanking him. They built the wall. This was your grace, by your grace. And let me tell you one thing. You're sitting at your seat this morning, still morning. You're saying it's only by the grace of God. You're breathing today. It's only by the grace of God. It was grace. Think of me. I just, I'm not preaching today. I want to quote these things. I wrote them down. It was grace that stooped down from heaven to save us and gifted to us this wonderful life. If you are breathing today and enjoying your seat and you know you are saved and enjoying your salvation and enjoying above everything else this wonderful season and Christmas season, it's because God has gifted us his son to come and visit us and remind us what a Savior he is. It was grace behind his love that led us and showed us the right way to truth and life. It was grace that saved a rich man like me. I wanted to get saved, and I almost, I forgot how many times I got, I got saved. I went home, told my dad and mom, I got saved, but I wasn't saved. I got convicted. I went home, and so many times, and so many times from my teens to my early 20s, until God in his grace caught me one night. He could have given up on me, but he never did. It was grace that saved me that night. It was, it was grace that saved you. And if you are enjoying this morning and enjoying this season, think the grace of God, the wonderful grace of God. It was his infinite grace that worked in the hearts and lives of those who trusted him. And this grace has produced miracles in each and everyone's life. Can you say that the Lord has done a miracle with me? Your salvation is a miracle. And it's the grace of God that stooped down. It was his grace that led us to know that I needed a savior. You needed a savior. It was grace that brought the savior down to our sinful world to sacrifice his own life 
And the hymn writer William Newell said it well. All the love that drew salvation's plan. Now, sing with me. All the grace that brought it down to man. Man denied him. The patience, that's grace. The patience of God. Can you imagine if God was not so graceful, what would have happened to Jacob? Of Old Testament. He followed him with his grace and visited him and changed his life because God is graceful. He is so wonderful in his grace. As we read this morning in John chapter 1, for of his fullness, think of that, you Christians, for of his fullness we have all received and grace upon grace. And if we weren't, it weren't for grace, listen with me to that. If it weren't for grace, this wonderful Savior that gracefully came to, vi to visit us and save us, where would I be today? Ask yourself this question. Where would I be today? That's what I said. I want to remind you and remind the church during this season, where would I be if it weren't for the grace of God? Julia Johnston was a hymn writer, and she penned down this wonderful chorus, Grace, Grace, Wonderful Grace, right? Grace that will pardon and cleanse within. Grace, Grace, Wonderful Grace that is greater than all our sins. I can't imagine myself celebrating Christmas. Very soon, next Sunday, it'll be Christmas Eve. Can't imagine myself away from God. Can you? Thank you, Lord, for the grace that came through Jesus Christ and changed our lives. Our Lord came on a mission of grace. He came to meet the deepest needs of your hearts and mine. And you know what? With grace, he continues to do wonders and miracles amongst us, doesn't he? Finally, on grace. We were drawn to, his, to this wonderful Savior by his grace. We were saved by his grace. We live by his grace. And we will be going home to heaven only through his grace. Nothing that we have done, nothing that we have accomplished, it doesn't matter how good or how bad. Nothing is counted 
only the grace of God that is going to take us to be home with him. Wonderful grace. My second word is wonderful. He is wonderful in his mercy. Mercy. You know, in Luke <coughs> chapter 1, verse 78, we, we seldom read it and make any uh, stop there, but it stopped me. And he says, the tender mercy of God from on high has visited us. His mercy. You know, grace and mercy go together. And when we think of him and his work through the centuries, Christ, I mean, we can only bow down at his feet and shout, my Lord and my God. Forget gifts, forget family gatherings, forget celebrations, forget anything else. Do we have in our heart the thought that it was only mercy that brought me to him? This mercy came with good tidings, good news, joyful news to all the people. Forgiveness to those people who would believe and take him as Savior. From the bosom of the Father, he saw us in his misery. This is our God. This is baby Jesus. He saw us lost and hopeless and helpless, but with his mercy, infinite patience, he took the form of a man. <coughs> Excuse me. He worked in the hearts and lives of those who trusted him and simply, in one word, through his mercy, changed our lives. When the blind beggar heard that Jesus was passing by that day, last time passing, exiting Jericho on the way to the cross, last time, and he heard that Jesus is passing by, Listen to this. This affected me a lot in the past and now when I was studying. And he started saying, Son of David, have mercy on me. Weren't we all beggars? Weren't we all blind people? When in order to appreciate the season, appreciate the grace and the mercy of God, think where you were before. Weren't we like that and we cried? in our distress, in our agony, in our lost situation and hopelessness, says, Lord, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped. He's, he stopped Jesus in his track and said to the blind man, knowing what he needs, but he would like to hear, he said to the blind man, what would you like me to do for you? It's exactly like this in the Bible. What would you like me to do for you? As if, I mean, don't you see? I am blind and I need help. He didn't say that. 
he said, Master, I want to regain my sight. What did the master tell him? Go your way. Your faith has made you well. And immediately he received his sight. Didn't you hear that same words when you came to Jesus? And he opened your spiritual eyes. And you took him as a savior. Didn't you hear that wonderful word, go your way? Your faith has made you well. And if there's someone here today, Jesus is asking the same question. It will never change through eternity. What do you want me to do for you? Are you still struggling in sin? Are you still heavy laden? Are you, are you still living in this world lost and hopeless and helpless? You don't know what to do. You look for events to have some joy in your heart. And when the event passes by, everything goes back to your normal self. Are you, are you still struggling? Listen to his word today. Mercy, mercy, what do you want me to do for you? He's standing there pleading. He's pleading. Let me help you. And would you ask him to come into your life? He said, Lord, I want to see. He's passing by. He's here. And if you know, you know that you need, you need this help. You need Jesus to come into your life and to relieve you from old habits, from old self from a life of struggle, if you know that, you know it, and he's there to say, go your way. What happened to the woman that she was on the verge of being, being killed, stoned to death? <coughs> she was. She was a, an adulterer. They caught her, dragged her all the way, and she knew she was going to die. But when Jesus stood there and asked them in his presence, who is without sin? Let him start. Come on. No one dared. And one by one, they left his presence. But this is the thing. He said, woman, where are they who wanted to stone you? So I don't know. Lord, No one has judged you. No. He says, go and sin no more. Go and sin no more. He's wonderful in his grace. And he's more wonderful in his mercy. We are here because of his mercy. And if you are still struggling, he's going, you're going to hear his word today. Go and sin no more. I'm on my way to Golgotha. I'm on my way to be crucified, and I am going to pay for your sins. And he went and paid for your sins and mine. And thank God, hallelujah, we are now without a sin to die and go to hell and damnation.
instead of hell awaiting for us, we have heaven is waiting for you and me. And this is why the joy that he brought, I have good tidings for you. Good tidings. A joyful, beautiful news. A son is born, and he's a savior. Wonderful grace and wonderful mercy. Would you trust his mercy today? And you know why he's wonderful altogether? I just picked up a few words here. Because what, what he can do for you and for me still, you know. Many of you know what Jesus did. The scripture tells us that he went about doing good. Do you think he stops? Do you think he stopped? He lived amongst us almost 33 years doing good. And he's still doing good. He's still blessing families. He's still saving souls. He's still changing the courses of lives. He's still in, uh, uh, taking charge of the believers. He's still protecting us. He's still with us. Emmanuel, as we read, he's still with us. This wonderful Savior, he will never leave us nor forsake us. Is he performing miracles amongst us? Is he still doing the impossible as we heard this morning? He is the God of the impossibilities. We can trust him. We can trust him. You're looking for a job and it is difficult. Guess what? God has a way. Trust him and he will change your life completely and give you eternal life and answer your prayers. We thank him for that. <coughs> you know, his greatest miracle, his greatest in what he's done is his coming to this world as a baby, grew up here, took a form of a man, and guess what? He performed miracles, but the greatest miracle is his death, his burial, and his resurrection. We have a living Savior. We have a wonderful living Savior, full of grace and truth and mercy. And he who had mercy on us will, have, will continue to have mercy forever and ever. And what does the psalmist say? For his mercies are new, how many? Every day. And his mercies endure forever in another place. We depend on his mercy. We live by his grace. We depend on his mercy. And we shall go home on the wings of grace and mercy until we see him face to face. This wonderful Savior and completely God and completely man. He, he took, he was incarnated for our sake, to save us. And, oh, what a Savior we have. His name shall be called Wonderful. Is he wonderful to you? Is he only a word in the Bible? Or is he such a wonderful God?
think of what I said, grace and mercy. And there are so many things. There's love, there's patience, there's many, but we have no time, but this is it. But uh, when hymn writer wrote this, short words, there is never a guilty sinner, there is never a wandering one, but that God can in mercy pardon through Jesus Christ, his son. Are you living in guilt? He'll pardon you. You know you're a sinner still and not saved? This is the time to take him as your savior. He is graceful and is still available and is still asking, young lady, young man, what do you want me to do for you? Take this opportunity and leave this place, not alone, with Jesus in your heart. Amen? And then you will have a Merry Christmas. Let's bow our heads for prayers. Just a, the op- an opportunity to seize, to seize it now and say, Lord Jesus, I want you to reign in my life. I want to enjoy Christmas, not in words, not because of families, but I want to enjoy you in my life. I want you to be born in my heart, and then you will spend a wonderful Christmas. If you can pray this, this prayer, that would be a wonderful prayer for eternity. Our Father, we thank you for the opportunity you have given us to come together. And again, during this wonderful Christmas season, meditate on your wonderful attributes, grace and mercy and love and all kinds of attributes you have. Help us, Lord, to embrace you in our hearts, in our minds, in in everything, in our emotions, and live a life worthy of your calling. Bless the congregation, Lord. Bless each and every one. And Lord, help each and every one to experience the birth of Christ in their hearts and spend a wonderful Christmas with you. In Jesus' name we ask and pray. Amen. The meeting is over. Have a very Merry Christmas. If I don't see you before Christmas, if you're traveling, may the Lord be with you. Go and come back safely. If not, this week we'll see you. Next Sunday we'll be here praying our bread together and we'll wish each other again and again and again Merry Christmas. Amen. God bless you.